1: post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today this is the best hang podcast featuring max kerman shane cunningham and i am mike beerman Welcome to the Best Hang Podcast. I'm Mike. We got Max. We got Shane. We're all together here in Toronto recording once again. Nice. Second episode in a row. Love guys. it. Max, you just you just you gigged last night.
2: Yeah, because uh, you know, gentlemen never kisses and tells. I won't uh <laughs> I won't say who the gig was for, but it was it was a corporation. Yeah. And uh and maybe a- you already did talk about that corporation, but we had to cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh a Gentleman yeah. kiss and tell sometimes, but not <laughs> on the pot, not on the pod. Not on the pod. <laughs> Uh and it was a company party. It was, yeah. you know, it was like a sales party, and mm-hmm. we played a number of these kinds of things. And I think in the in the past uh, we would always be a little sheepish about talking about this because it's like, you know, if, if you like thought Nirvana was cool back in the nineties, the idea of like doing like a branded event or something yeah. like that would be just sort sellout of yeah, sell out. That was really popular back yeah. then. But now it feels like nobody really cares. Like you'd have no. to like, you know, do a company party for like, I don't know, Russia or something like that. That company is pretty rough. (laughs) That that company, you
3: don't want that PR. I don't work for Russia. Well, I think it's known now. You got to get your money where Uh you can, right? Because selling music isn't what it used to be in terms of uh, monetary gain. Exactly.
2: That's why I always say it. You know, I was like the... The gigs we end up having a great time with them because, and I think the reason why we get hired for these shows is that we bring the Northern Soul Horns, we play a handful of Arkell songs, we play a handful of covers, and we just make it into a party. It's like less about like this like artistic endeavor, and it's more about entertainment. Which is oh, yeah. the difference. You understand the assignment. You yeah, guys we're, are awesome at this particular type of thing. Yeah, we're here to make it work. And it's funny. It's like that kind of thing is like kind of gratifying in its own way, and we have a great time but the thing that's deeply gratifying that we actually love to spend our time the thinking money. about the <laughs> <laughs> the check clears <laughs> get around boys is <laughs> <laughs> the private plane yeah. no, um, no it's working on new songs and and it's right, like going on tour and like presenting something that like we're really proud of artistically um, that comes from the heart but the, but the but the private gigs they pay for all the like the arty stuff because the arty stuff doesn't really pay. So when you sell
3: out like a huge (laughs) venue, I think people think you're making – so much money off that but that's
1: not true. You no know what the big one, sure. Okay.
2: We are making lots of money.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Well after his bank show, he did come in wearing that giant suit made of like hundred dollar bills. <laughs> yes. It was a cool post-show outfit. But no,
2: I'm trying I mean, to myth bust here and it's not working. Okay. No, no, we do play no the big shows do pay well. Do we play that. lots of shows that are smaller in size. And even the bigger shows don't make as much as you think. He's like, you know, Ash always likes to point out that like to put down the flooring uh, at Tim Hortons field, yeah. to, you know, to cover the turf, that's like a hundred thousand dollars just like out the door immediately. So, um, and there's, we play lots of cl- like, you know, club shows in America and the UK that are, are, you know, expensive to do if you want to do them well. So anyway, if you can, can you like- just say no turf. <laughs> What do you mean? You have to put the turf down? You know, no, no, no. they tear up
1: the turf. They're going to oh. tear up the football so field. So they got oh. to cover oh, sorry. it. Sorry, can
2: you yeah. just do it with turf? No, they, But well, you don't want all those concert girls fucking up the field. Right. That's a morning field. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, um, but what you're saying is these corporates fuel your artistic endeavors. Exactly. And turf
3: is more than you think it would
1: be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's covered
2: to turf. It's, co- it's yeah. covered. It's like the, it's a, metal got you. Thing. Okay. It's very confusing. Yeah. So it's, so we, we're, we feel actually really lucky to do it. And the other thing is, I've seen really big bands play corporate shows and it go really badly because the reality is there's probably about 10 acts in the world that have an hour of their own material that every single person in the office would know from the 22 year old intern to the 59 year old secretary to the 65 year old executive it's like name three bands that would have that would no doubt be on that list no they couldn't do it i mean hour. no doubt maybe no doubt like they, bruno they, mars could do it
1: really i feel like no doubt i mean you YouTube, too so do it. McCartney YouTube. could probably do it oh, my
2: Jesus, <laughs> maybe he might be if he stretched a bit like, uh, deep. what about uh the killers yeah, the Killers would probably do it. Like maybe more than 10, but like okay. it's there's not many. Like I remember going to see, I was at an event um, and I'll say, I'll mention the name of the band because I think this band is the most, in, one of the most incredible bands ever. It was, it was a fundraising event um, and the National played some songs acoustically. And the National mm-hmm. are one of the most respected indie rock bands in the world. They sell out, you know, theaters and arenas everywhere. Aaron Dessner is producing Taylor Swift. Like you couldn't ask basically for a better career than the National, like period. And they were playing at this event and nobody was paying attention because it was yeah. just like, if you're not into the indie rock scene, maybe you've heard one of their songs. Probably and all not. all of the
3: songs kind of sound the same if you're not listening for the nuanced differences.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. tone to my it. My only relationship with The National is how much my friends fucking talk about The National. <laughs> <laughs> it's Whether it's like AJ or you or Dawson or whatever. Like, yeah. do you listen to them? I went to a show, a free show that they
2: did because everyone wanted to go there. Yeah. I know that
3: they're cool. That's all I really yeah, know.
1: I, but I've never listened to them.
2: Really. I know uh, his brother made a documentary about them, too. Yeah they're, yeah, they're very cool band. Actually, the manager lives in Hamilton. And he's an awesome guy. Too, he's yeah. a the guy, Brandon. Shouts to Brandon. Amazing, amazing dude And that band. You know, the, the way he actually manages Aaron's career. And Aaron just produced the new Ed Ed Sheeran record and mm-hmm. produced all the Taylor Swift stuff on, like, not all of it, but a lot of it on uh, Folk Folklore and Evermore. Did ever tell you the story about going to Brandon's place? It was like during COVID like two summers ago? No, refreshes. refresh it. It was awesome. We are going to his house. He's got a nice place kind of in Duran. He's got a pool in the backyard. It's just like we're just catching up. And he's telling me all the stuff Aaron's working on. It's all kind of like very like A plus like pop and indie indie stuff. He's like, yeah, Aaron actually has a record coming out with like the biggest pop star in, in the world. I'm like, what? Like that, like this guy from the indie rock band. He goes, yes, yeah. like, I can't tell you exactly who, but it's like one of the biggest pop stars in the world. <laughs> then I'm like, just guessing. I was like, tell me, just tell me who it is. He's like, you'll hear about it soon, but I literally can't tell you. It'd
1: be funny if he was dropping hints with names of The songs, <laughs> or he would give little melodies. Let hits. me just say this yeah. artist is
2: fearless. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, and it turned out it was Taylor Swift, yeah, uh, but right. I guess I was like Miley Cyrus, like you know, I was like, I was, I kept guess, guessing wrong, and you wouldn't tell me if you were to produce a
1: band, you know, like because Aaron is in the national, right, and then he produces as well, yeah, yeah. So, so if you were to be mm. asked to do that, who would be your number one artist? Who would be the top Ooh, of your list? Haim. I think they'd be oh, fun.
3: Oh, cool! That's a good Time choice. I would be really fun. It feels but like it would be weird because you, so much of your live show is like there. <laughs> <and you're just laughs> stealing them—that's so one of the reasons. Just because
2: I'm going to ask them a lot of questions and steal all their tricks and then report back to the guys. I'll be like a spy. So anyway, so we, so you know, the corporate show is, goes great because we, like you know, open with some Markel songs. You know, we get some people on stage. We play a bunch of covers. It's fun. And, oh, but the funny thing is, is that, let me just say, there was a lot of product at this show because mm. it is a company that sells lots of sort of like treats and desserts and snacks. Mm. Um, yeah. And everybody in our band was like just loading up on like bag after bag after bag of free stuff because they had all this free product there. Yeah. But it was just so funny. Like,
1: like it, on the way
2: out. like On the way would- out. Well,
0: they told us. <laughs> they were like, literally, take, take whatever you want. You. Yeah.
2: So then, it was just funny that everybody says, like, and I'm always kind of laughing because I'm like, guys, you know, you can go to Shoppers Drug Mart or a grocery store and just buy all the stuff, and yeah. it'll cost but you. have you, to pay for it. Yeah, it'll cost you thirty two dollars, but we just got paid a lot. You know, it's just funny. Yeah. people just love free stuff they more do. than like money. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I just the free stuff thing is always funny. And by the way, I'm guilty of it too. Like I, you know, if there's if it was probably more candy related stuff, I would have probably indulged like more.
1: Maybe you guys were the first band that we toured with years ago. That, like, at the end of the night, if the rider hadn't been used, you load it up. Yeah. And maybe that's a common band practice. I think it's, if it's booze, people load Definitely. up. Definitely. But I feel like the cases of pop would come. The, oh, really? Like the chips, the bags of chips. I don't know if we do that anymore. Maybe we do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I once did that at a show. You did an Ottawa show, an outdoor show, and then we were all hanging out. We were partying together. Like, me and AJ, and my brother, came out. I think we saw Weezer, and then we went to oh, Gage. Yeah but they had a bunch of cold cuts. I've mm-hmm. told the story of the pod before, but I got lit and then I just kept singing instead of we got deadlines to meet. I just yeah. kept singing. We got cold cuts to eat. That's pretty good. And then I walked. <laughs> I just kept singing that You're with like the, weird Al, yeah. yeah, as walking out with the cold cuts, which nobody ate. Like what, what am I going to do with a bunch of fucking, I uh, yeah. get so cut sweaty. Yeah. yeah. It's like, but i still, I wanted to take it. Probably just wanted to keep doing the, the joke about
2: the line. Yeah. It's a good one. Tim yeah. does a lot of Arkell's puns. That's his, that's his main his thing. What's uh, best? And dim sum and dim sum. Oh, mm. uh, that's good. That's, great. that's yeah. good. I like that. <laughs>
3: well, Max, is a gentleman allowed to kiss and tell where you got that shirt from?
1: Oh. I'm very
3: curious. <laughs> Describe
1: it for our listeners.
3: It, it looks like a shirt you would buy when you're on vacation with your family in Orlando, Florida, <laughs> yeah. and you're visiting like an aquarium. It's covered in sharks. Yeah. So it has the 90s, though, kind of, too. yeah, it has
2: this, so it's kind of like cool retro, right? Uh-huh. You're trying to say, yeah, yeah. Well, to be honest, I wasn't expecting to be recording with you guys here, I was gonna go for a run and kind of go for like a walk uh, by myself. And then, so that's a running shirt, not a cool guy shirt, it, was, it can go both ways, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I begged <laughs> You it, <laughs> <You begged laughs> and uh, and then we got this text. Like, oh, you guys are both in the office, let's just do it live. And it's funny because I'm wearing these like Adidas track pants and this ridiculous shark shirt, and Ash reminded me that we have a meeting right after this mm-hmm. like like a fancy meeting like down in some like fancy office and ash did you bring pants for me <laughs> ash is so smart she just knew that i wouldn't be wearing big boy pants if i was wearing child <laughs> pants and she's like max do you want me to bring pants for you and i was like well, but it is
3: kind of the successful guy Thing I love this take. It's the yeah. old, it's
2: the
1: thing about a Lakers game. It's like yeah. there's so many wealthy people in LA, but it's like not the guys in the suits that have uh-huh. the real money. It's the dudes that go to the game in like their pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there'll be some like like w- Adam Sandler. Yeah, exactly. Or if you
3: have a face tattoo, you're either in the worst <laughs> situation or the best.
2: Either, <laughs> yeah, there's no middle guy. <laughs> you're, like, you're either or,
0: yeah.
2: on great, <laughs> <laughs> or you like yeah. you know have a startup worth four billion dollars. or something. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> you also were in LA. I was just speaking in LA. of LA. Yeah, yeah. Did you go to a Lakers game? We're well, not going to Lakers. I don't think there's any basketball going on. Uh, yeah, we went down there. Uh, it was uh, a book club, Maddie, Ash and I. And uh, what was the M.O. of the trip? Well, it's kind of Matt related stuff. Gotcha. Um, so that's a Matt's writer in the Hollywood sphere. Well, you know, he's, he's breaking in there. So okay. uh, so we yeah, he had a bunch of meetings and we were hanging out. Um, we went to the we went to the um, improv, though, the Hollywood improv. Mm. And um, you do a set. Uh, yeah, I did a good, really good five. Uh, <laughs> no, a friend of ours, shout us to Jordan Nash, and who's like an agent for like wrestlers and hockey players. He he had a table, and he was like, "Come." Well, and um, Eliza Schlesinger, I know, oh, I know her. She was doing a set. She was I on think the she's bill.
1: Got a, she's got a sketch show right now. I
2: think does she? She was fucking incredible oh she's Honest. like a, she's, she's a huge a, stand-up huge stand-up yeah, yeah a million followers a couple netflix specials like but i highly recommend you check her if you don't know her and just, like intense it's funny she does that like really like intense fast talking like doesn't stutter like kind of keeps revving herself up it's like it's always like this, this, it's and also this. like uh like physical very she physical she leans in and she yeah, does she, you know the bits and facial expressions yeah she was great uh, neil brennan uh he's amazing was there. he was amazing oh i love neil we
1: saw him the night that uh, J- we saw john mayer we were it was just for laughs mm. and we got it's called like the midnight surprise you just get these tickets you don't know who's going to be there but you kind of get there's a murmur yeah. so we were in this bar we've told the story a few pods back one of the jfl specials but we were like oh is it like is it going to be Chappelle? is it going to be Chappelle? and we go and the minute you go in all the other comedians are like Jimmy Carr is there. Like other mm-hmm. people are there to watch. So you're like, Oh, this is going to be good. And of course, then we, I look back and I see John Mayer just standing there like <laughs> tall dude, literally in a bar as like same yeah. size as odds. And, um, and then it was like, they, they were playing the, what the bell center, the Montreal bell center the next night. So they're doing an arena the next night. And they literally just worked their shit out in this small bar. And Shane and I got to see it. And then we did, a, we did. A and sh-
3: then we saw him at a party later. Who John Mayer. No, uh, Neil, Neil
1: Brennan. Mm. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he was yeah. with uh Nick Kroll. Yes. Oh. Yes. It was the next night, I think, or the two yes, nights later. Yeah, it, was. it was like the closing night party in Montreal.
3: But Neil like kind of recognized me from that show because yeah. I kept looking at him and he kept looking at me every time <laughs> I looked. Funny. And then at the party, I kept looking at him. And every time he was looking right you at catch me. Catch eyes. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah. Did you say anything to him?
2: No, I was kind of like debating it. Were like, you flattered that he, he kind of identified you as an interesting looking person? Hot
3: guy, maybe? Um no I f- I feel very connected to Neil though I feel like in a lot of ways mm. we're the same person he has a podcast called Blocks okay. that I think's like my favorite new podcast really? he actually he just interviewed Nick Kroll on the latest episode oh, what, what it it reminded so me of that moment what's that what makes it so good. Uh, he talks, it's all like emotional, like psychology stuff, getting into the, he's very serious a comic. He's
1: like one of so those Neil, I find. Yeah. Neil co-created the Chappelle show. Yeah. So he opened that Chappelle show. That's what we say. He did that really funny And bit like about- directed it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And we, it, yeah. So we watched his set, which is great. And then I guess you were <laughs> connecting with him from across the room at the bar and then Chappelle yeah. came on and John, John Mayer actually opened it and then he kind of supported Chappelle and then Tiffany Haddish got on stage and Chappelle just kind of got. This was like, what, like three, four years ago? But he just slowly got drunk over the course of the night, and he probably did, what, two and a half? Like, he just was up there yeah. for a long time, uh-huh. and he just keep yelling, like, Bring me the beer, bitch. To like to the bathroom <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they bring yeah, him Heine- bitch. and they just keep bringing him Heinekens. And then so if, yeah, and then, and then he, he gets off shot, stage. Yeah, he gets off stage and there's kind of like a whole kind of group goes with him. And he comes and me and Shane were standing at the bar watching the set. And he comes and he stands literally as far as you are from like us, Max. Mm-hmm. He's like it's like me, then Shane, and then Chappelle to the side. And he lines up a bunch of shots and the bartender's putting out the shot glasses. And the bartender doesn't quite know if we're with Chappelle or not, so he <laughs> kind of looks at Chappelle and he like looks at us. And then Chappelle looks over at us. And he looks at the bartender and he- and he nods
0: yes. Ah, to the bartender gives us two shot you cheers glasses, to them. Yeah. and they
2: poured the, all the shots. And then we cheers with Chappelle and did a shot. I wonder, like, what it would have been about your faces that would have made him go, "No, I'm not buying these I two know. shots." It's <laughs> yeah. so fucking rich. <laughs> it's like I he's playing to 80 people. Like, just buy the whole fucking exactly. bar. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It was. It was. It, and then it was interesting because we went to the Bell Show the night, the next night, to see what stayed, what didn't stay. Yeah, that's cool. And all that bit, and then how John was integrated. John Mayer was integrated in the the arena show mm. compared to in the small bar.
2: There, okay, so there's another comedian. I forget his name. Do you remember his name? We're going to look it up. But he was a young, I never heard of him, and he was like the quote-unquote headliner of the night. And he comes on stage, like we yeah, have never seen this guy before. And he kind of has this like Mitch Hedberg meets um Pete Davidson energy. Mm. And uh he kind of describes how he's like kind of a Mexican guy growing up in Texas, though. And the room was there kind of there for him. It was actually kind of interesting because you know, there's like different audiences for different comedians, and that's a great thing about going to you know a show like that. It's just like you're kind of getting everybody. And I think like his audience maybe didn't get Eliza because Eliza was like what the fuck are you guys like all stoned right now like, I, like oh the wh- crowd wasn't feeling the, her. Like, she'd, I, I was feeling it I think parts of the crowd were really well, into I it. I why you were feeling it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and but she yeah but she was just like what the fuck's going on in this room tonight like why isn't anybody like. Did she address it? She kind of did. That's she, interesting. She kinda, she's like what is going cold on. Cold room yeah. Cold, it was kind of a cold room for her even though she's like a fucking big dog mm-hmm. and then this young comedian comes on and most of the room is there for him because like he's does Live in LA. He, this is like on his tour dates. His name is Ralph Barbosa. Can I say Barbosa? Ralph Barbosa. And, um, oh no, I meant a picture of She <laughs> showed me the text. <laughs> it Ralph? It? How do you spell Barbosa? Um, and it? she was. Um, But then anyway, so he comes on and then you're like, oh, this makes so much sense. The room is here kind of for him. And he slays. He's like fucking awesome. And he was great. But the surprise of the night, which is funny to call it a surprise because uh, it was maybe the biggest name of them all that was on the list. And when we get in the Uber club maddie's like i fucking don't think that guy's not fucking funny why are we going to this thing it arsenio hall arsenio Mm. hall goes up and does like 15 minutes how is he by the way awesome really really good and by the way i I, did you go no i had no opinion of arsenio hall or even really i know that he kind of played a sort of corny talk show host the 90s right like was it cool no it was like the number i know it was the number one but was he like ever cool Oh yeah.
1: Arsenio was like the hip. It was like the answer or the antidote to like Johnny Carson, and the old way of doing a show. Like Bill Clinton famously jumped up in the polls by going on Arsenio's show and playing sax with the band.
3: The Uh show was very cool, but he himself was almost like Jay Leno. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, but it was like
1: it was for young people and it was urban. And remember the crowd? Instead of
2: cheering, yeah. To, oh yeah, hoo, hoo. yeah. Okay, that's
1: why I said the hoo. hoo, hoo. Oh, I see, like I see. That was like the
2: big thing with the show. But uh, but it was it was cool because he comes on stage and he's also super tight with Eddie Murphy. Oh, interesting.
1: Because yeah, Eddie put him in like Coming to America. I think he's, in, a, he's right. in Harlem Nights. He's in a bunch of Eddie movies. Uh huh. Yeah.
2: But he just like it's cool to see a guy like that who just clearly has so much uh like charisma and confidence yeah from being around just famous people for the last 40 years you know what i mean like yeah. there's just a presence that somebody like him has and like, i mean the next step is like are the jokes funny which they were but just mm-hmm. like i don't know it's just really cool to see how comfortable and like what an iconic kind of face and like just presence he has so that was really cool that really surprised being at me in a live show though does change everything
3: mm-hmm. i remember uh do you remember mike bullard yeah and everyone made fun of him for having this bad Canadian talk show. Yeah, so I go see him to mm-hmm. be in his audience, obviously uh, to like be distracted and have him too, talk to you? me. Like, I'm young. I dress up in a ridiculous outfit, and
2: he had what are you ind- dressed up as? Like, like I, when I, I'm wearing that? Right I wore
3: now? Um, what's that called? Uh, when, a sequin hat. Okay. A blue sequin hat, <laughs> like a baseball. A pink? Hat? No, uh, yeah, like a blue sequin baseball hat. A pink shirt. You it wanted to really get noticed. Tight. You want to stand out in the crowd. Yeah, he's like, look at this TV. guy. He looks like a gay Vegas jockey.
0: The- <laughs> and
2: <laughs> and he- yeah,
0: and we
3: had a, a, a sign that said, Girls are gross. Mike's the best host. And we just, <laughs> I don't know what, like, we're just trying to get his attention. It's so funny. It was a different time. Did my brother go to that with
1: you? He did. That's so Greg so was there. We were all wearing Snatch <laughs> like, TV shirts. You were in high school, right? Or just out? Yeah. Well, we shouldn't have been in high school. (laughs) We were, yes, we attended
3: high school. We were like 22, but um, but Mike spent so much time with us and his opening monologue and just how he was in person was so much different than the way it translated through the television set. It's like, he's fucking awesome. And then, uh, I went to Vegas like three years ago with Alex and we saw Harlem Williams who never even on my radar as a comedian. Uh I just knew him from basically dumb and dumber as the cop who pulls over Jeff uh, Daniels or is it Jim Carrey? Uh,
1: I just, I remember the hell out of here. I just, I remember him as the killer in there's something about Mary. Yes. He's in that movie too. But
3: anyway, probably the best stand-up experience I've ever had. Really? Yeah. Wow. So Alex and I just love Harlem Williams and it's just the power of seeing a comedian live and expectations and everything Mm. you think, Oh, here comes Arsenio Hall. He's going to be a cheese ball. And then he just blows you out of the water with how, Goody is on the spot
2: yeah it's funny it's it's like the the sort of the steps of like kind of getting an audience because it's like we know lots of like incredibly like funny people like in a room at a dinner but that skill is so different than just being like actually good on stage in front mm-hmm. of an audience right because it's like you can be funny with your friends but to actually like work a stage and have that physical confidence to do it and then the next step is like being funny on tv you know what i mean like i don't know like i think that's is that the hierarchy would you say i think cutting through tv is the hardest cutting through tv like so you could be so fucking funny in real life like bullard or harlan or whatever but it's like if it's not working if you don't have like a face or or something that like works there it's just yeah it's i
0: always takes a lot
1: I always have, I mean, that's the thing, like anybody that knows me, like it's, it's so easy to have like punchline um, people, like whether it's Carrot Top or Pauly Shore or any mm-hmm. of these people, but there's a reason that they are famous. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even like the, the one that like hacky people would be like, oh, going to a carrot top, or something like that. It's like, he's going to blow you out of the fucking water. Like, yeah. It's like, there's a
2: reason these guys are famous and that they're professionals. Speaking of, we saw carrot top at Dan Tana's at an Italian restaurant sitting by himself at the bar. <laughs> Not looking great. Oh, no?
1: <laughs> face tattoo. <laughs> uh, I read a big piece on, I've sent a feature about him a long time ago. I think he's like... L- so much money. He's just like a creature mm. of Vegas, and yes. there's a story about him partying with Shania Twain, and just all these like Vegas residency people are all huh. besties, that like funny. Celine, like anyone that does that. Like Adele will now be best friends with. She wasn't in the future because she had sure. not yet. But they all these people that just kind of work and live there, they become their own famous group of people that are like, why would that person hang out with that person? It's like, oh, they're just fucking showbiz people living in Vegas for the next five months while their residency goes or whatever. That's
2: awesome. Yeah. Is he still ripped? Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah, he is. He's probably like sixty though. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be up there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there a couple other things happened in L.A. Um, it was funny. This thing ha- kept happening to Ash. She'd mentioned somebody, and then the next day we saw them. So she was talking about uh, The Sinner. Yeah. <clears throat> the Sinner? You know that TV show? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> no. It Jessica- seems like something my mom would watch or something. No, no, it's actually amazing. It's I recommend it. Uh, Jessica Biel produced it, but Bill Pullman's in all four seasons. Is oh. Jessica Biel in the first season? Yeah.
1: Oh, maybe I did see a trailer or something when it first came out. But anyway, we're I not We were I talking about Pullman,
2: it. and then we're at a diner. You saw Bill, Bill Pullman? Pullman? Yeah, and then we saw Bill Pullman. The president Did you talk to him from Independence Day? No, he looked amazing, though. Cool, like, hair and, mm. you know. Was Where awesome. was he? He was just sitting in a, in a booth at a diner. Bill Pullman wow.
1: really had a moment in the 90s. Wasn't he also in, like, some rom-com with Sandra Bullock at some point? Where he's
2: point? a... Uh
3: He's a, like a private eye or something. I don't know. I think she
1: forgets him or something.
3: Yeah. She's got a bad memory. Someone's got a bad memory and he's a detective. it might be it. us. <laughs>
0: yeah, <detective>. Someone's <laughs>
3: got
1: it. He's in, it's called something zero, I think. Oh, Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get a fact check on that. But anyway, it's what we'll we so He looked great. Person. He looked
2: great. We're talking to people. Then, then we leave that. And she's talking about how her favorite TikTok comedian is this guy, Jake. What's his pussy? Octopus.
0: Story. Octopussy.
2: Octopussy. What? Octopus Lover 8. Octopus Lover 8. And she's been sending me this guy. So, this guy does these videos where he's having fake conversations on the phone where somebody's like breaking the news to him. So, and people yeah. send suggestions. So, if you haven't seen it, it'd be like, do uh, an impersonation of like what happens when uh, Paul Revere told George Washington that the British are coming. Yeah. And then he'll do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm not gonna do it justice, but I highly recommend you check it out. Ash is obsessed. She's been sending this guy's TikToks to everybody for like the last few months. And he just got signed to WME. He like just got signed to like a like he has an agent. He's gonna be doing. If this stuff. story doesn't wow. end in you guys running into him. I'm gonna be disappointed. <laughs> did well, you? We did. Hey! Hey! Literally, we're sitting Steve. at uh, we're sitting at a place in like West Hollywood. And- oh, but, but I Ash- saw a clip put Ash of on that. The mic.
1: Yeah, so Ash, are you like you're around famous people all the time? You're a big time manager. How do you act when you see somebody that you're a fan of?
3: I want nothing to do with it. I just get excited. <laughs> this is the beauty of Max because it's a fun story. But I.
1: I'm cool to just yeah. be entertained by the luck of like talking with personal day. There
2: he is. Oh, nice. Okay, and, But then I was like, we got to send him shots. And he comes in with three women and they're sitting, you know, at the table next to us, basically. Yeah. And then Ash. So we send the shots over and I'm like, hey, this is our my manager. I'm in a band. She's a huge fan of yours and would, wouldn't would really ask for a photo for anybody but you. So, And he's so blown away. He's like, this is so cool. Thank you. so. Oh my God. You're Ashley from Canada. Let's do this shot. He's been so sweet about it. And then, so we, that happens. And then, um, like he, group by groups, just start approaching the table. Like Ash was the first. Oh, Four you set Other it off. groups of women start <laughs> no, wow. asking for photos. Our server, uh, who is very funny, uh, she was like, Honestly, Justin Bieber and Haley eat here all the time. This never happens. Nobody to them. cares. <laughs> yeah. and, so but funny. everyone's there for him. So that was cool. Um, Would you have approached Justin Bieber if he was there? Of course, man. Canadian connection. We got a lot in common. <laughs> You're from Stratford Hamilton. Yeah.
1: We both find Haley
2: attractive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of the year. Your
1: vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the
0: warm breeze, relax.
2: And then the last other, I mean, lots of funny stuff happened, but we end up having a funny dinner on Saturday. No, Sunday? Monday? I don't fucking know. Bertrand uh, was down there. I saw him. Yeah, that we, we had a fun time with Bertrand. But uh, a friend of mine, uh, Jeff from Hamilton, um, he uh went he he grew up with David Shore, the creator of House okay and the good doctor yeah and david shore is from london ontario he was a lawyer here in toronto before he like started working like Do south and other shows and then he got um house and the good doctor and he's a, you know he's one of the most successful tv show creator writers of all time right like it's oh house is massive insane the good doctor on ctv uh is a huge hit yeah so he uh so we go for this dinner with like his uh, so with jeff David and his wife and their kid, book club, Maddie, Ash, and this other couple that we don't know. But this guy's John Offland is his name and his wife. And John's dad started the Grammys. So he's been sort of like... In Hollywood, in those scenes for a very long time. But super nice, super down to earth. Only cares about hockey. It's the only thing. He tapes <laughs> Hockey Night in Canada every Saturday night. He doesn't watch the American feed. He plays in leagues. He's just obsessed. Like, literally the first two hours of the dinner was just him talking about hockey. But then he starts talking about him growing up. And he was friends with, like, Sean Penn. Or he is friends with Sean Penn and that and the Lowe's. There's and like a whole group of them. The, the Sheens. The Sheens. Like, he, he grew up with all of them. And he starts telling these stories about all these women that he dated in the early days. Like when he, when he was in his early twenties and his yeah. wife's right there, does not give him one fuck. She's heard these stories a thousand times, but he's when ta- we talking with Springsteen. He dated Springsteen's sister. whoa, um, hmm. And this is like in 82 or 83. And he didn't even know Springsteen's sister, but <laughs> it turns out that uh, they go on like four or five dates and she uh, says, "I, you know, I'm seeing somebody else now. This isn't working. He's like, okay, cool. And he, but he remembers that her birthday is February 13th. So he's in New York and it's February And he's hanging with Sean Penn. Sean's like, I gotta go to see this girl that I'm dating. It's her birthday today. It's February thirteenth. And he's like, Who's who are you dating? (laughs) And Sean Penn's like, Pam Springsteen. Wow. And then he was like, I was dating Pam Springsteen <laughs> yeah. like two months ago. You're the other guy. And you know, this is funny because it's before Instagram. It's like, there's so much more anonymity. Uh, anonymity, I don't know, that anonymity. Yeah. Um, so so like, and so anyway, Sean Panda apparently is like, this is fucking hilarious. Let's go over her place together. Yeah. And, wow. And <laughs> so they go over to her apartment, knock on the door, and they and she opens the door. She's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And, and they all had a laugh. And that was that. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. But anyway, so hey, that's a fun thing. You know, I, you go- I
1: can't help but picture Bruce Springsteen's sister like that Adam Sandler movie, Jack and Jill. I yes. just picture Springsteen in a wig. I was doing the
2: same thing. <laughs> and I didn't want to say it. <laughs> but uh, shouts to John. John, amazing storyteller, very passionate guy, and a really fun dinner. Um, and shouts to Jeff for putting that all together because Jeff is a true, true gentleman and really sweet, sweet guy. But anyway, so that was that was sort of the extent of the trip in, in LA. Sounds like a hell of a trip. Yeah. But uh, what else is going on?
1: So much is going on, Max. You know, we're Shane and I and um, Jill and Bella, the other stars of the sketch show, are performing at a live show in Toronto at the Rivoli. I'll be there. April 19th. You're going to be there? Of course. Oh, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, We're rehearsing today, actually. Ash just told us that she bought six tickets. Of course. Make sure everyone's covered. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, So yeah, so if our listeners want to see Shane... Myself and then Jillian and Isabella Campbell, Jillian Smart and Isabella Campbell. So this is kind of
2: sketches that you guys are going to be running. Not do that again. Sketches. <laughs> sketch.
1: Uh, it, yeah, it's it, yeah. it's like we've sort of built out like a sort of a stage show.
2: Mm. Are you
3: not confident in that, Max? You don't seem confident. No, no, no. no I was trying
2: them. to lead you to say that you're not doing stand up comedy. Is no, it, you no know, you're doing a sketch. Not. You're not doing improv. You're doing a sketch. It's 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 hard to describe what it is actually. It's a it's, whole new medium that you guys are inventing. It kind of is. No, wow, this is, it's like a, it's a one
3: man show, but with uh, four, four people. people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very risky to do something like this huh? when it hasn't been, you know, tested mm-hmm. repeatedly. You,
2: I, you guys going to go to like a comedy bar, work it out, to get a couple reps? Probably in?
1: should, but we definitely will no.
3: not. <laughs> um,
2: no too much to
1: do it's hard, it's hard to do anything with two kids uh, like it's
3: probably like the first time anyone's open for bruce that has never done it before uh-huh. you know what i mean
1: yeah ash was kind of a- cool ash was amazing and secured us a couple of rehearsals at the rivoli so we get used to the room so we were all together there <laughs> two nights ago
3: yeah mike really uh fucked me over on that one oh yeah well, oh, <laughs> so uh, i'm like uh Mike, um, you know, this rehearsal, like, I don't want to, like, rub them the wrong way. The Rivoli guy, I'm like, is it okay if Bella brings over pizzas? Bella's finishing her work and she wants to bring us pizza. Mike's like, yeah, like, this will be fine. I, I, you know, I was in a band. We Anytime you're in the back, they don't care if you bring in outside you, like,
1: food. in And then you come, sit around and eat some shawarmas from someplace down yeah. the street or whatever. So this is what my brain was doing.
3: So Bella walks in with the pizzas and then the owner greets us. we're like, hi, he's like, I don't like this. And he just points <laughs> to the pizza. I'm like, oh, mm, and I just melt down. I don't know what to I say. Jumped in immediately yeah. and took the
1: blame. Yeah. He was super nice. He's like, yeah, no, it's nice. You guys are here. And he's a stage, but I am a little disappointed about this. I could feel Bella, you know, cause she had brought the pizzas and, and I told Shane specifically. And I told her fine. it was okay. I know. And then
3: I called you panic. And then you were like, well, you know, I, I was in a band. And we used to play the Rivoli in the, the back. You know, we did shawarmas. He's like, yes, it's 50 percent off for all performing bands. <laughs> like, oh,
1: yeah. So I mean, I'm like, oh, you know, what? that's my bad. I said, you know, that you know we would play venues, load in or whatever, <laughs> but not at the Rivoli. He's like, that's right. He's like "Cause bands get 50 percent off meals. And I was like, oh, you know what? That makes sense. I'm so sorry. So then we didn't touch the pizzas. We were terrified to eat it.
2: Did you guys order food? no I, 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 I
3: because i'm like i'm still gonna eat the fucking pizza but i'm just not gonna eat it now so then we went outside and it's like a after, cigarette in the alleyway but I, just yeah, like a pizza we, slice of- even worse after we're done we go outside and we're just really hungry at that point so we for, kind of forget we just open the pizzas in front of the ribley and
0: start eating them <laughs> oh, no. out front. we are so starving after yeah. like two hours of rehearsing and then this thing. As, as i'm
3: done like my fourth slice i'm like Guys, like we're right in front of a window <laughs> here at the Rivoli, and then we all like rushed and moved, grabbed but our boxes
1: and scurried away. I mean, our next rehearsal, <laughs> I'm
3: buying food there and like drinks and stuff. So because like I felt really times. bad, but I will yeah. say
1: uh, the owner, I believe his name is John, was really gracious even after we had the faux pas with the pizza he came back around he's like oh if you want to like try the lights and everything and he showed me the lighting board so he was actually awesome and very cool do you
2: think you're ever like you guys are 40 year old men like do you guys (laughs) think you're ever gonna grow
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm 39 (laughs) in in three quarters
2: Uh, grow out of that feeling of like being scolded and having done a bad thing like I hate authority figures the second I saw
3: this guy he was just so put together Uh, like (laughs) kind of mild-mannered
2: but authoritative and he
3: scared me I just didn't want to look him in the eye and oh man i can never like i'll never probably say a word to this man confidently (laughs) like i'll talk to him but just not confident at all and i'm probably older than him
1: (laughs) yeah i was fine i that's why i took the blame i was like i'll talk us out of this i don't you like authority though you have an odd like affection towards them or something yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah i was cool to yeah like you know basically talk with him and apologize for the pizza. I took the blame and then, yeah, just sort of chatting with him or whatever. Jillian and I are terrified. Yeah. You guys were real quiet back there. Uh
2: Um,
1: But yeah. So, so if you want to come up to the show, I think there's a few tickets left. Everybody, everyone keeps hitting us up, you know, like, yeah. uh, Any assholes asking for guest list? No one's asked for guest Good. lists. Maybe Good. us. We'll ask Bruce for guest list. Are we paying <laughs> to go to the show? Is that a hint, yeah. Max, We should never ask
3: for guest <laughs> lists. No, 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 no. It's different with
2: our cows. Uh No, no. I mean, for for like a show like this, you got to buy your ticket. Yeah, yeah. It's Because uh, I don't town. think
3: we have any power or authority to give guest passes no, or anything. No, just people buy the ticket. Yeah. It's a night of entertainment. It's a sc- Especially a venue like that's a little bit smaller. Yeah. You can't.
1: Yeah, and ultimately, you know, like It's a night of entertainment. It's a night of entertainment. Hey, hopefully, yeah, entertainment. let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Even if we die in our in our set, Bruce is definitely worth the money. Yeah. 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 So,
3: let's say we bomb. Mm-hmm. Do we stick around for the Bruce part or do we just sneak out the back door and go?
2: <laughs> uh, you go. You you leave. Yeah, just, Mike and I were debating what to do. No, I think if you totally bomb, you go. I'm not gonna like because what's worse than you know what's worse than bombing is having your friends go. Hey man, g- g- give you the guy. fake shit. You're, You're all shit. I think about after we bomb. It's just you. <laughs> just something is so like condescending about you
3: trying not to be condescending. Like, Hey, hey
2: here's the guy. Hey, that you did that. There he is. Yeah, <laughs> you did it. You got. to that's you gotta go then. Don't run into me. You know, you yeah. guys are gonna be great. I'm not worried about it. Me either. Yeah. The, the,
1: the, the, it's, the, it works. I think it's good. It's a good bit. We just have to commit it to memory now, mm-hmm. you know, just re- rehearse the shit out of it. Love it. So come check us out. April 19th mm-hmm. at the Rivoli. Bruce McCullough is the man and it will be a good time. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I got a subject guys. Hit us. Do you want us to, yeah, you fine. know, last episode we are like, ah, we didn't bring anything. I've got a subject too. Oh, wait. two subjects. All right. Uh, I came across, uh, something that I went, Oh, you know, I'm going to earmark that for the show. Uh, so here it is. Do you guys know Am I the Asshole? Oh, I uh, like that. I don't, but I like this I think so. uh, conversation. This so is I, a great conversation. I come across this thing all the time on Twitter where I guess there's some forum that's like, it's like, Am I the Asshole? Like A I T A, And somebody will either post. Like, either they've done something where mm. it's, you know, they've offended somebody. Like, Am I the Asshole here? Like, it's kind of like... It's ambiguous. It's mm-hmm. kind of perfect for Twitter because then the, the comments will go crazy. So, some people post these things, they pull maybe off Reddit. I don't know. Um, I
3: always kind of play this game with uh, Alex and I at home when I have a situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the answer is always yes. Like this continue. one in particular has
1: over like 30,000 likes. Wow. Uh, and the person that posted it, someone named Caitlin, I uh, was like, perfectly low stakes, but bonkers. Am I the asshole? Just drop y'all. And it is, am I the asshole because I brought a bottle of ranch into a restaurant? Last night I went to dinner with Michael. It was our third date, and he took me to one of his favorite restaurants. It was a hole-in-the-wall Polish-Hungarian place. We ordered our food, and he ordered a sampler plate so I could try different things. There's very few things I don't eat with ranch. I just like it, and it helps make some things easier to eat, so I always have it with my meals. When we got our food, I asked for some ranch. The waiter said they didn't have any and offered to bring out some kind of sour cream and dill sauces. I tried them, and they just weren't the same. I told Michael I'd be right back, took my wallet, and left the restaurant. i had seen a convenience store close by uh, when arriving, so I went, bought a <laughs> bottle of ranch, and came back. Michael looked shocked, but didn't say anything, and ate his food. The food was great, and we got some conversation going when the waiter came over and, sat, and said outside food wasn't allowed. I said dressing isn't outside food, and they didn't have what I needed to enjoy my meal. I didn't want to ruin the evening, so I took it out to my car and then returned. When we finished and left, Michael thanked <laughs> me for coming out with him, but said it was really off-putting that i had to leave and go buy a bottle of dressing instead of just going one meal without it i told him i wouldn't have had to do that if they just had ranch or any dressings like a normal restaurant he didn't walk me to my car or anything and just left i went home and told my roommate about the date and and she asked me if i was being serious she thinks i had bad etiquette and embarrassed michael to the point he was probably going to stop talking to me i don't think what i did was really all that bad it was a condiment not an entire meal from someplace was i wrong for what i did
3: I've done this exact same situation. <laughs> I was at Lou dogs in Hamilton. It's a chicken wing place. Yeah, yeah. You eat chicken wings. You expect blue cheese or some yeah. sort of dip. I love blue cheese with chicken wings. I heard Lou dogs is pretty good. I go there. They tell me they do not have blue cheese. I remember this. I'm in disbelief mm-hmm. that, that that could happen. So I I order wings. I leave and I went to a pizza place that sold wings also and asked for cups of blue cheese Paid for the blue cheese there, brought it in, just dipped my wings and enjoyed them. So I think Were this, you by yourself? No, but I was with Alex. Guys, uh, no, I was with Alex. I thought this happened with you. No, me, I was man. furious. I told everyone. I was texting in our group how stupid that was. Yeah, okay,
0: that's and what it was. And people were
3: acting like blue cheese isn't an important condiment with wings. But to me, it's like fries and ketchup. I guess some people don't dip their fries <sighs> and ketchup. But to me, it's not weird
2: no no it is okay it has nothing to do whether it's like weird or not it has to do with the tone and the relationship with the person that you're with at the restaurant and it's okay so if you don't if you're with alex your wife and you're like i'm doing this stuff she's used to all your quirks she's on board with like everything that you're about and there and, and and she would also say shane under no circumstance should you go get blue cheese from the pizza place next door she was pissed no (laughs) <laughs> at you? No, at no the that's restaurant That's what I'm saying. Is that she? Yeah. You she had, didn't find your core no, right? comparison? No, she. Shane had buy-in from the person. With. Yeah. If you're on your third date with someone you don't know particular, like the way I would have done it, I would have said, "All right," I would have leaned in. I said, alright this is kind of fucking crazy, but what if I went across the street and got." like a, what is a sour cream ranch dressing, ranch dressing. <laughs> and uh and what do you think is that crazy and, and like because if if it's a fun dinner if you're being playful about it yeah and you get buying, great but if for her to sort of sneak out it's not the the ranch itself it's her sneaking out to the car buying it bringing it in acting like it's not anything like that is the weirdness of it mm-hmm. i think you can get away with so much in life if you bring people in and you're playful about it like literally the exact same thing if it's just done differently even if she had said to the waiter hey i want to talk to you about something that's kind of crazy i'm gonna go across the street and get some ranch like i know that's why has anybody ever done that am i offending you right now would you they can say yes though If it's fancy restaurant they (laughs) what no one said yes to me
3: or no before (laughs) but they can say that there that is offensive and you can't do it And and then then at that point i go okay i guess i won't do it never mind that's why i don't like that strategy I think her problem was she wasn't sneaky enough. So if you wasn't pull, sneaky enough. no, you just say, if you think you're with somebody who might not like it, just say, Oh, I have to go outside, get something from my car, sneak off, get the ranch, put it in your purse, come back in with the bottle of ranch, sneak it on. <laughs> you, not, hi, I, I, I think in That's depending on the restaurant, if you put the ranch on the table, you're
1: just asking for it. It could be insulting to the restaurants. Like when people ask for like, Salt or hot sauce, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. the chefs. It's supposed to be as eaten. If it's that type of restaurant, I don't even know.
2: Okay, so the, not the same example, but just in uh, in reference to my strategy here. So mm-hmm. one of the other reasons we are on the trip to L.A. was to go to Dan Tana's, which is this Italian restaurant that Matt Brookman is obsessed with. Matt's read that it's impossible to get a table at Dan Tana's. We got a table on the Thursday night, but then we had these tickets to the Improv show come up, so we're like, okay. Dantana's is canceled. Matt was pissed off because he's like, "We need to get a reservoir to Dantana's. We had it. We're never going to get it for the rest of the trip." So I'm like, "Okay, well, fuck." Now he's like, stressing me out. I'm like, "Okay, uh, Dantana's, are you free Friday? Yeah, we're free Friday. Are you free Saturday? Yeah, we're free Saturday. Are you free Sunday? Yeah, we're free Sunday." It might Matt have been was, exaggerated how hard it is. Yeah, to get Matt, the table Matt was it. completely incorrect. Anyway, so then <laughs> I, so then we get it for Sunday, uh, for Monday. But it turns out we have another, we have the David Shore dinner on Monday. So then I have to call, so I had it on Monday. And then I have to call again to switch it to Sunday now. I've literally switched reservation three fucking times. It's not like an automated computer thing. You're literally talking to the same woman who does the reservations in the afternoons.
3: Seems like it's a ghost town in (laughs) (laughs) Cantana. They probably love it.
2: But then the third fucking time I'm calling it, I'm like, hey, it's Max again with the table for four Listen, I am so fucking stupid. I'm such a fucking idiot. But I'm going to have to change the reservation for the third time. Can is it possible that we can do Sunday night? And then she kind of laughs and she goes, "Honestly, if you didn't say that you were such a fucking idiot three times, I would have been really pissed off at you and given you a lot of attitude, but because you're being kind of like funny about it and you're repenting, absolutely no problem. There you go. Sunday night, though." No. So I think that was an example of bringing somebody in. You cuz it's oh, not yeah. the, you know, that's all it is. So I think the date if the if, if the person got the date on board and said like okay let's let's mm-hmm. do something a little silly a little quirky isn't it then it would have been a memorable thing that you did on your third
3: date false equivalency though max because in the situation you're in you have to do something it's actually uh you match have, wrath the, yeah. you have a gatekeeper though who you have to t- say listen i have to switch this so you might as well be as uh you know humble as possible mm-hmm. on the phone but if you could somehow switch that reservation without even talking to that person, that would be best, right? Sure. That's what I'm saying. Sneak out. Get ranch. No one needs to know. <laughs> Put it on the – she was just cocky about it. And I I, I don't <laughs> – as somebody who would do this, I don't even like the way that she went about it. Yeah. So you just think
2: full-on sneak attack.
3: I think how you approach the ranch matters. Don't ask. Get 100% the ranch you want put it back in your purse and don't rub it in someone else's face a ranch bottle is very ugly too it's probably <laughs> the ugliest <laughs> bottle of sauce you can have yeah. if it was a mexican restaurant it was just like one of those neat little hot sauce bottles they would not care yeah that's true yeah ranch big, bottles are clunky big ranch, and they're mm-hmm.
2: clunky if you're there's a little
3: hot sauce in your bag that's kind of cute and ranch is the lowest class condiment that's you true can this have is the other
1: element is the the embarrassment that michael felt it's almost like the dynamic between yeah. uh the, the two in the the menu that yeah. nicholas holt character and then the it. but it's like okay so say you're Mike the michael guy the guy that's on his third date with this girl do you guys find that off-putting or is it is, is, is it like not just the, the approach what you're saying is wrong but do you guys are kind of like wow like she can't even go one meal without getting know, this like, kid yeah. condiment you know it depends how attracted i am to
3: the date <laughs> it does yeah. matter if yeah. i'm really into it then it's yeah. an endearing quality if she's on the fence and i'm like i don't know she's just knocked herself off the fence yeah yeah
2: yeah you know? that, that is so true quirks yeah, are really dependent on like how much else you're offering. You know what yes, I mean? Like if you're 100%. Not offering a ton else, then it's just like the quirks are fucking if I'm annoying. Really into you, it's yeah. endearing. Yeah, totally. But if, isn't that funny how that works? That's, yeah. That's love, man. This whole podcast should just be rebranded to I'm out of the asshole. Just like from this I message. Think I was, board. Yeah. I was telling this to it's you I think, the other
1: day. I'm like, someone should just do a podcast that is just pulling these. Am I the asshole? Guaranteed topics. Stickers. It's honestly, yeah. I think we've stumbled upon something. Yeah. Right?
2: We should do this once a week.
1: Yeah. Am I the asshole? We'll and that was like, a. have seen way better ones. Mm-hmm. That was just like a long one that made me laugh. Cause I was like, ah, so like you can picture yourself either being the dude on the date. You can picture yourself being the girl on the date. What if you're somebody watching this, observing this from another mm-hmm. table? Like, me and Danica would be, if we were at a restaurant and we were watching this go down, it would be the best. we would be like, what is the story over there? What is going on? This is insane. She just brought in a fucking bottle of ranch dressing.
2: This actually kind of reminds me of... Um,
1: you know who loves ranch? Who? Dan Hamilton. <laughs> uh, I love with Dan him. Hamilton forever, and he put ranch on everything.
2: Yeah. Oh, another thing about Dan Tannis related. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes. Get notes from Ash. Yeah. Ash just reminded me of something. So we hung out with Matt King, producer of the dessert. In, yeah. Of in LA. And Matt's awesome. Love like, Matt. I love Matt. I don't know Matt that well. He's like now the nicest I, guy in the world. No, I love Matt. Great guy. Like, yeah. Second Honestly, gold retriever. Yeah. So fucking nice. And uh, he he actually, the other thing that Fruckman demanded was that we watch Succession on Sunday night at six o'clock. <laughs> but like, I, I could care less of watching in real time. But we need to make sure that HBO was available because the place that we'd arranged for Matt to stay. <laughs> didn't have HBO. <laughs> So anyway, we arranged for Matt to watch Succession at Matt King's place. And, <laughs> and Matt King had been to Dantana's the night before. And Matt King was uh, explained to us that on the he was charged ten dollars for an espresso when it's at seven dollars on the menu. And then in the order two. So he's he thinks he's owed six dollars. And he was like very confused by it. So he called in the next day, like on Sunday, being like, Hey, I, just, I don't really care, but just want to bring this thing up. It was kind of more of like a bit. He was like, Yeah, so I was charged charge 10 it says seven they're like oh interesting okay yeah it is seven um let me let me look into this and then they like you know put them on hold for a second and they come back he's like yeah sorry yeah we do owe you six dollars for the two wow. espressos. and they're like okay And then he's like thanks okay no problem you don't you don't need to pay me the six dollars but i just wanted to get to the bottom of it and then an hour later they call him back They're like hey sorry we looked into some more it's actually ten dollars they <laughs> upped the price, but they, they haven't changed they, the menus. Yeah. Oh, so then I'm like, "Oh, my it's God. actually eleven dollars. You owe us two bucks." That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then we go in and we're at Dantana's that night, and we're like, "Okay, we need to order an espresso to see what happens." And it comes back, and it's seven dollars. Wow. So then I I asked the waiter, "I'm like, hey, so I don't mean to make a thing of this, but my friend was here last night. He was charged ten dollars for the espresso. You charged me seven. They said it was seven, and then they said it was ten to match." What do you know the official price? And the waiter just goes, oh, you know, we honestly just kind of make up the prices. It's all handwritten. There's no computers here. The most <laughs> important, uh, expensive piece of technology we have is a rotary telephone here. Wow. And like, if I like you. Weirdly ya, honest. Yeah. It's like, I like you. Sometimes it's less. Sometimes it's more. How could someone answer. not like Matt King? I know. I don't know. That's I don't know wild. what Matt King did to rub people the wrong way at Dantana's, but or maybe it also sometimes they just fuck it up. I don't. Know, maybe it was. I guess he
3: seems like a guy you can take advantage of. Yeah, because he's so nice. He's so nice. It's Maybe like,
1: Dantana's mm. was just so empty that day that they
3: had to up the prices yeah. to cover their yeah. overhead.
2: Oh yeah. I was like, man, there's probably so much shit going on there. With was her. Dantana's actually empty though when you got there? It was busy enough. Oh, okay. Teratop well, was there. No, say no more. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I wonder if he did a seven
3: or a ten
0: <laughs>
1: espresso, what they did there.
2: Uh but yeah, but Matt was very happy with Dantana's and the food was excellent. Matt picked up the bill. So thank you to Matt. But um yeah, it was fun. It was it was good. But um yeah, back to the Am I the Asshole thing. Yeah. It's, you know, because I think about this with the band's career. We went through three managers before we ended up finding Ash and Chris Taylor. And Chris Taylor was our lawyer. And every time we had to fire one of our managers or let go one of I hate the term fire. Every time, part, we part, every time you parted ways parted with a manager. With I'd call Chris and I'd ask for his advice and his counsel. So the times, the third time we we're about to fire our manager and I'm like, Chris, am I the asshole? Am I the person like, why, why do like, are we the problem? Cause we seem to get along with everybody else on our team, but management's always been difficult. And Chris was really nice about it. He said, no, you just, you know, you have a particular work ethic. And you want somebody to match that. And you just haven't found that person yet. And I'm so happy he told me that because it made me feel better. And it made me feel like I wasn't totally the asshole. And then we found Ash as a result. And that changed our Perfect lives. Perfect match. Yeah. And that was just kind of a matter of finding the right person. But uh, yeah. Am I the asshole? It's, it's a, it's yeah. a fun, funny one. To- My topic's kind of related to Let's that too.
3: Me feeling like an asshole for seemingly... Doing nothing except Ooh. trying to help people. So cold plunges. I've been. I. Mean, I, I, <laughs> I brought up how I did a cold plunge, and I thought I prefaced it pretty well by saying, you know, I'm a, a skeptic of a lot of things. I've tried float tanks, and I acknowledge that there's a lot of bullshit. So I wanted to do my own version of Mythbusters and say, listen, I don't know the science behind this at all. I've done it, and it worked. It helped me with my dopamine deficiency or whatever I have. Coming out of the water made me feel good. All of a sudden, people are sending me podcast articles. I'm getting (laughs) DMs uh, saying you shouldn't talk about cold plunges. That's for bros. Someone sends me, there's that guy. Yeah, like bro talk, like bro culture or something. Like, you know, the... um, the guy who holds up sign.
1: The cardboard sign. Yeah.
3: Cardboard. Put Someone sent it. it to our account. It says, "Every time you do a cold plunge, you don't have to talk about it." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you sent that
3: MythBuster thing. Did you listen to that? No.
0: <laughs> so Max
3: Max puts a podcast in our group like Mythbusters Cold Plunge Coffee Alcohol this and it's supposedly going to tell <laughs> you like all the myths that people think is, are going to happen with cold plunge. And it basically says the science isn't there yet. But it yet. <laughs> or the science isn't there like the results whether it's in favor of it or against cold uh-huh. plunges for having any long-term health benefits or doing anything, you know, spiritual or mystical that some people might think can happen. But I never said any of that stuff. I never said it's going to give you long-term health benefits. You're going to lose weight doing it. I just wanted to give my honest opinion because I thought I built up enough street cred on the podcast <laughs> that I'm a legit <laughs> guy coming and saying all this stuff. What do you think people's aversion to the cold plunges? I think Joe Rogan has made it a thing. Does to he do put cold on, plunges? Yeah. He puts oh. it on Instagram and it's this thing that's mm. like, um, considered very like this this fad for like (laughs) douchebags
1: and
0: all i
3: was saying is it worked for me but it's like if I said, well, Oh, I went to play basketball the other day and I felt great afterwards. And then people were like, Oh, people who are 40 shouldn't play ball because their knees are going to hurt and all this. Like,
2: Not I don't true. know. Yeah. I, I think it has more to do, at least for me, I can't speak for anybody else Um, where it's like something that's like, so like rudimentary and like literally just going into cold water has been yeah. turned into this like expensive experience. Mm-hmm. And at, anytime like that happens where it's like something becomes bougieified like, you know, that
0: shit. Find <laughs> Buying
1: P- coffee. Bougie-fied's P- the name of this episode, by the way. Coffee's so expensive no, of course it doesn't of course. have I'm to be. I'm not saying that I'm... People plunge in coffee? <laughs> Mike, please.
0: <laughs>
2: We're trying to have a serious conversation. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, um, go on. Yeah, I think, I think that's what it is. It's like anytime something that's like, you know anything anytime something can be like it cost me $89 for something that just like mm-hmm. you could have gotten in the bath and just done it for free or something you know what I yeah, mean? yeah but that's the thing do it in the bath jump in a lake yeah I'm
3: just saying cold water made me feel good yeah <laughs> That's important. And, and if something is kind of annoying when you do something and you just say, Oh, for me, like it definitely made me feel better. And then someone's like, no, it shouldn't yeah. have. And then they send you all these articles. I'm like, I never said long-term health benefits. I don't do anything for long-term health benefits
0: <laughs> after <laughs> 60. I don't care how I
3: look. If I live anything, I'm doing everything to feel good. Now that's all I want. Cool. I don't drink coffee. Cause it might make me live longer or whatever. You know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, maybe, that's my rant about no, that. I, I was, get it.
1: You're, you're clearly feeling the, uh, Uh, the pressure of people. You're sensitive. Yeah.
2: People are coming at you. Sorry. Sorry. I should have said that to a sensitive person. (laughs) Um, The last thing I'll say is, uh, I keep on remembering LA stories, going into the improv, the guy -hmm. at the door was like, you know, giving everybody wristbands and he looks at Matt and Matt is wearing um, expensive leather boots and uh, jeans and a tight red leather jacket and, 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 you know, Matt is like six foot three oh, and man, super jacked. Fit, yeah. yeah. And he just looks at me he goes, yo, how much, how much is that jacket? Five, seven, $1,200. You look like you just got paid by Marvel today. And there's a photo of Chris Pratt wearing basically that red jacket. He looks like Chris Pratt. Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh man, I'm like do me next, do me next. And I'm wearing my red baseball hat and, and a jean jacket. And he looks at me up and down He goes, you look like, you're in podcasting <laughs> and, then, like, this is great. and then Ash is like Do me next Do me next And he looks at Ash Up and down And he goes You look like You have to take care Of everybody you're, You look like you're In charge of everybody I'm like this, She's the manager This is
0: amazing uh,
2: And uh, yeah So he that guy's clearly A stand up comedian And very good So to that guy Oh and, nice I forget I don't know
3: Door guy Door guy Yeah. yeah. Big things ahead for door guy Yeah, yeah. Yes
2: exciting times
1: well thank you so much for listening like i said april 19th at the rivoli here in toronto if you're in town you want to come check us out definitely check out bruce because he's amazing um yeah guys what a great uh, what a great hang maybe the best thank you so much nathan Nash. thank you to manager ash i i did the tagline that, that before catchphrase I, was really uh, you I, know not very powerful no i jumped ahead of it before i okay, said thanks we can to do nathan it and Nash. no i think this is how we'll end on a, <laughs> on a, on a <laughs> freaking peter o whimper love it bye bye